welcome back to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. And this is our second episode. This is very exciting. We've done it. We did it. All right. We had enough momentum to like continue to do a second episode. Which honestly takes a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. I think that beginning a podcast and starting it up is just like cool, really good idea. But when you really get into the nitty gritty, like this shit ain't easy. Mm -mm. So much work, guys. A lot of do it. A lot of time competition. Just no, just don't. Just stop. It's (laughs) too hard. There's There's too too many crime chunky. Yeah. Mm -mm. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. (sighs) There's already enough out there. Uh, We were the last ones to come in. Exactly. We made it right. We snuck in in the door. It's shut now. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Bye. 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 Oh my goodness. So, um, some exciting news that happened by our second episode, which maybe you may or may not know because it's new. We're our only listeners at this point. <laughs> but we finally got approved on six platforms. Six platforms. Six. Yay! Apple will be playing games. Some of you by episode three will be there, but. Right. All right. So, just to let you guys know, which you guys probably already know if you're listening to this, but. In case you have, you want other options to listen to this podcast, you will have five other options if you already are using one. Okay. So like, let me, let me just interject really quick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't use iTunes. I am an, I'm an Android user. I have to use my unlimited text messages to talk to her guys. She really does. It's really upsetting because I was building those up for... I don't know what, but it's just my nice font to is know. green. It looks Ugh, like I never know when she's typing. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> I love it, but I yes, you use you have if not more platforms to choose from. Well, not even that. I have the options to choose other ones. I just choose the iTunes one. It's easier, especially if you're already using the iPhone. It's just like yeah, that, that, then yeah. Which yeah. I have a friend at Spotify that's pretty. He gets pretty mad at me every time I send him links <laughs> to iTunes ones. He's like, Instead I can't of, look at this. He's like, send it to me on Spotify. There you go. Yeah, so I use Pocket Casts. I was actually okay. very surprised that basically anything that you can find on iTunes, you can find on Pocket yeah. Casts. So that's good. It's nice. We're on Pocket Casts. So apparently it's really hard to find. So we'll maybe link these quick to find links in the description of this episode, but we are also on Anchor, which is the provider we use to distribute this podcast. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, we're on Breaker, uh, Radio Public, and Google. Nice. Um, Some other business to get out of the way. Absolutely. You can find us on Instagram at no thank you next podcast. And if you guys want to reach out, tell us some stories, give us a little uh, heads up. You've got any uh, little single date night murders or any couple murders you want to write in, uh, feel free to do that. Yeah. Or your own murders. Maybe you were on that date. Right. Just almost got murdered. I don't know. John Doe the letter. Send it in. Email us. We are at no thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or maybe you almost got murdered by your husband or your wife. It was a close call and you got to get it off your chest, but you just don't know where to share it with. Well, we're here for you. We want to know. We got to know the story. We want to hear all of your stories. Don't leave anything out. Not a single detail. Okay. 
I like it. All right. So this week, Rachel is joining in on the fun of telling stories. I am. I'm super excited. It's kind of a it's kind of a rough one. So I'm happy to kind of go first. So hopefully we can uh, end on a little bit of a lighter note. <laughs> you know, another murder story. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's hard to find the lightness in there, but yeah. Dang it, we're gonna do it. Yeah. So because I am the married half of this podcast, I am looking at uh, people who just snap. You know, it's premeditated because you just can't stand this person any longer. But either way, it's married couples. Which you don't know anything about. It's crazy. Oh you gosh. have such a beautiful marriage. Like Thank roses. You. And like, yeah. Roses and sunshine constantly. Yeah, and like, we never argue. Never have Kids perfect. Like, confrontation? What's that? Oh my God. I sit on a cloud all everything. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> we don't let anyone else listen to this podcast that's related with the family. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. It's, it's hard yeah. to be with somebody all the time yeah. every day I sometimes think I have commitment years issues on because end. that freaks me out it's a long time that's too many hours my husband was not a fan of being in committed relationships so I'm surprised that this man even popped the question to begin with let's be real oh my god yeah see but you just never know ladies I didn't try to change the man the man <laughs> changed his mind on his own yeah you can't change the man I'm telling you well funny enough when I met my husband, mm-hmm. I was working for Princess Cruises. I used to work in the travel mm-hmm. industry back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the day, am I like dating myself by saying that? People are like, I was born in 2000. Like, <laughs> graduated high school three years after that. Like, that's <laughs> bad. <I> mean, <laughs> we're, our demographic is of all ages, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> well, I actually got a job at Princess Cruises. I worked there for about three years. And while I was working there, I learned that a lot of deaths happen at sea. Oh my gosh. Do you have year. to deal with those? I never had to deal with, I did have to deal with um, two emergency um, contact type situations. Uh, there happened. was, yeah, there was one situation where the side of the ship caught on fire. <gasps> cool. And I had to man the emergency line of like the family members back at home are calling us to ask about uh, what's happening with their family members on mm-hmm. board the ships. So I had to man that emergency contact okay. list thing. So it was just like, it was inundated. It was flooding of phone calls of people asking like, what's going on? Where's my family? Yeah. Are they safe? How can I contact them? And what's the next step? Okay. It's stressful. Another time I had to do it, the ship made a sharp right-hand turn in the ocean. And in doing that, the ship started listing. Listing means that it starts to tilt towards the water. So it's as if it's going to capsize. So if you can imagine being on a ship and all of a sudden it's slowly, it's like you're on the Titanic, like slowly starting to like really lean heavily to the right side where like people's stuff is being slid off their dressing rooms and their staterooms and like at the bars no the, all the bottles come crashing down and all of the shops but all like this super really slowly. nice dishware jewelry uh glassware chinaware things things that you can buy in all these like duty-free shops oh, on mm-hmm. board mm-hmm. since the ship started tilting so far all that stuff was crashing to the ground it was breaking <gasps> like the kitchens were a mess luckily nobody was thrown overboard because people were outside on the ship's deck. Yeah, wait, okay. So the ship started going to the right, but like incredibly slowly? It 
like or made it, it like actually it didn't capsize it didn't oh. flip but it tilted to the point where people thought that they could have been thrown overboard could but they there's... all have moved to the left side and then like... <laughs> just evened it out yeah. everybody run <laughs> just go what is that the port side run to the port run to the port side <laughs> i know nothing about boats but yeah it's a ship <laughs> oh my bad <laughs> i used to get so mad at mike he would always call it a boat and it would just get under my skin I'm how's like, your, it's a ship how's your day at work it's a about ship boats? oh my god i'm like there's boats on the ship it's a ship oh god Ugh. it's like the one little pet peeve if only they had enough boats on the Titanic. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, it's always too soon. No, we'll forever be too soon. R.I.P. R.I.P. Titanic. Jack and Rose. Jack and Rose. Forever. Anyhow, <laughs> so interestingly enough, cruise ships have morgues on board. Shut up. They do. No, because a lot of people that travel on cruise ships, they're actually they're retired. They have all their uh, money saved up. Okay. A lot of times they like sell their homes because they're like, if we don't have a lot of family visiting, if we don't really have a home base, then we're just going to spend our money living on a moving ship and just live on Whoa. this, uh, live on this ship. And like, this is how we're going to spend our retirement. And people get old and they pass away. Does Medicare cover sh- <laughs> cruises? I don't know. Because Medicare covers like assisted living. But, they like, do. Do they cover cruises? I don't think so. Hmm. That's funny. Assisted living. That means that they're just, <laughs> well, they need some help. <laughs> a story came out recently that these people, they figured out that they could save a ton of money and get like all the amenities if they, instead of going to assisted living, they would go to like a Holiday Inn. And just go from holiday inn to holiday inn. And so they just lived in the hotels and just had people clean up their rooms. Yeah. They had continental breakfast. Exactly. And they and were just, just living the dream. Whoever, like five bucks, and they'll bring their pills. I would stay at an embassy suites every time. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. So I was like, but that was my first thought was That's like, because my grandma's in assisted living. And I was like, do you think that Medicare would cover the Would cover the whole Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think there's rules. And maybe they just use their savings <laughs> or their social security. They got to pull, they got to dip into yeah. their social security oh, for, for sure. Cruise assistant living. Right? Oh, I'm telling you, girl. Oh, shit. It's the life. That's the life. Although I get very seasick. So. Yeah, I don't know how I would deal. I'd worked there for three years and I never went on a vacation ever. <laughs> I was in college, so it was like dirt poor anyways. <laughs> I never took advantage. I'm like, wow, this traveling stuff sounds great. I can talk cruises all day. All day. <laughs> My experiences, zero. zero. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I got a lot to tell you but about. Boy, do I have I got descriptions. Not boats. I got okay. descriptions. <laughs> I got pictures. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! So okay, wait. So it does a morgue have a morgue? What is? What are they called? They. It's. It's it basically like a, a, a base where they freeze the. It's the freezers. Place? Okay. Yeah. So it's they have they uh, multiple little no bases. Yeah. So it's it's like a it's it's a morgue. It's they've got the freezers and um. I, I want to say that there were like I, I looked into the statistics last year and there were about sixty deaths that happened on board cruise ships oh like and through the year, through, the year through the year yeah <laughs> it was a backstreet and like <laughs> but i think there were there were two murders like a man overboard situation like a staff member fell overboard but the rest of them it's all natural causes everyone passes away from natural causes throughout the year and they they have a place to keep you so you don't get some like viking burial out at sea where they're oh, just like my god sayonara light you on fire and send you off like <laughs> although that's pretty badass if that's how you go that would be amazing but they they 
bring you home essentially. So that way your family can do the proper burial even if you pass away at sea. Oh my God. It's a normal thing. Guys, I don't know if you know, but you've, uh, we're changing our podcast to uh, the podcast about cruises because I have the podcast so- by the sea. <laughs> Princess by the Sea. Oh my gosh. A podcast about princess cruises. I got I, I got a lot of information. So many questions still. <laughs> <laughs> We're 15 minutes in and we haven't even gotten to the murder. Oh my god, it's so oh good. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Well, sorry, I'll let you talk. <laughs> no worries. Okay, no there's works. a morgue on board, which is Fucking insane. Isn't that crazy? I had no idea. It was one of the most interesting factoids I learned while working there. I want to go to... Do you think Disney cruises have that? They totally do. (gasps) Every every cruise line does. Every single one. Oh, damn it. Natural causes, deaths on ships, those things happen. This is not that kind of podcast. This death was not a natural death. This death was pretty crazy. Okay. So you ready? I'm so ready. Buckle up. Okay. So this is a story about Kenneth Manzanares and his wife, Christy. They're childhood sweethearts. They're a good-looking couple. I looked them up online. They have three daughters, Kaylee, Kaya, and Cameron. And they all look like a well-rounded, happy family. Kardashian clan. They're from Utah, and all of their names start with a K. Ugh. They would yeah, want it like to they're those types of people. So hard. Oh my gosh! But they're like cutesy. They're they're cute little family. Um, so the couple booked a seven day Alaskan cruise on board the Emerald Princess. <gasps> See, it ties in my story. You like Do you that? know the statistics about the Emerald? The Emerald Princess. It's sweet. There's fifty seven sweets. <laughs> oh, oh. Girl, I got some. I got some number game on you. <laughs> oh my god! I want to say that the Emerald Princess was like a really popular cruise liner back in like the seventies and eighties. They took it off the market and then they brought it back. No, that was the Crown Princess. I mean, like, get your cruises right. Either way. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> cut. Cut that out. <laughs> I don't want to look stupid in front of my cruise friends. <laughs> Anybody listening, lives and works that princess. Just so embarrassing. Abort. Abort. So this couple, they booked a seven day. Alaskan cruise, round trip Seattle. Mm -hmm. They took their three kids. They took like a dozen friends and family members. Oh, wow. And um, they all went on this cruise back in July of 2017. So when you cruise to Alaska, Mm -hmm. you go in the summertime. Because because it is so cold Mm -hmm. in the months from, I think it's like September is the last they'll do a cruise Mm -hmm. and then they'll start picking back up on those cruises between like May and June. Like you can only travel to Alaska between June and September. Oh. Otherwise it's just, it's too cold. Titanic situation. You just can't deal with it. Cause I mean, you're, you're traveling and you're going through like these icy seas and you get to look at like these actual icebergs and Titanic situation. (laughs) It's like a Titanic situation. It's real life people. I'm telling you. So uh, this cruise travels from Seattle. So they traveled from Utah to Seattle and then they go up a few ports um, until you get to like Victoria, BC in Canada Mm -hmm. and then you make your way back down. So you got cool Alaskan ports, you see Canada, you come back home to Seattle. Let me paint a picture for you for how large the ship is please the ship can carry 3400 passengers passengers 3400 the staff is 1100 people like the ship is huge Holy and it's shit. like a it's like a little mini city because yeah. they've got the morgue and then they've got the staterooms for the staff okay. and then you have the the inside cabins and the out 
the cabins with like little windows and then you have balcony cabins, the big ass, nice, sweet cabins. And then you have like the entertainment decks where you can go play on a basketball court or go watch a show and then there's food and then there's outdoor decks and it's just, it's stacked. So there's a lot to see. There's a lot to do and there's a lot of people. Okay. So when you're traveling in large groups, travel agents will make sure that y'all have your staterooms connecting and near one another to make sure that you don't get lost and that it's easier to find your group, even if you're on like different floors. Okay. They'll try to like center you near like an elevator bank so you can find your people. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's very calculated. Yeah. So back to Kenneth and Christy. As it turns out, these childhood sweethearts, they didn't exactly have that picture-perfect marriage that you see in all the smiley photographs of the family online. And even though they were on vacation, they're there to they're there to celebrate their 18th anniversary of their marriage with everybody. It's a long time. Yeah. I mean, before you get married, you're generally with that person for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mike and I were together for he proposed on our five-year anniversary. We got married on our six-year anniversary. But total, we've been together for like 13 years. So it's like, so to celebrate a 12 year or 18 anniversary, like how long were you together before that? Like you figure, you know, this person through and through, you grew up with them, your childhood sweethearts, like, you know, what's up, you know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know him. So even though that they were on the cruise to celebrate their marriage, things were actually pretty rocky from the get go. By the second night of the cruise is they have five more days. (sighs) Second night of the cruise, I guess Kenneth was acting really, he just had a bad attitude the whole time. It was hitting the bar pretty hard on the second night during dinner. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where he was so belligerent that he was so embarrassing to Christy that she allegedly told him, I want a divorce. You're celebrating your anniversary with your family, friends. And their kids are there. Your kids are there. And all of a sudden, she's just like, that's it. She's done. Last straw. Can't take it. Wow. So she's like, I'm done. I want a divorce. At least that's allegedly what happened at dinner. That's when things started to go horribly wrong. So the two of them are arguing. They go back to their stateroom. They figure they're going to just hash it out in their room. Mm-hmm. So they're on the dolphin deck. They're on the ninth floor. Of course. And passengers from the upper decks and the lower decks between their rooms, they can hear them. They're screaming, they're fighting, they're yelling, there's things being thrown. Like it is, it's noisy and people can hear what's happening. So one of the daughters actually was witnessing what was happening. It was either the, like they range from like 10 to like 22 or something. So there was like a 13 year old who saw what was happening in the room between her parents getting into this altercation. She runs and goes to find a crew member to help with the situation. Like I need help. I need somebody to come stop what's happening. Like it's gotten so bad that the daughter instinctively knows to go find help. That's not the first time that's happened. It can't be right. There's no way that it can be. An eyewitness saw a woman who turned out to be Christy on the floor covered in blood. And then that same eyewitness saw Kenneth grab her and pull her body over to the balcony. And then the witness, which I later found out was a family member, grabbed onto Christy's ankles to make sure that Kenneth couldn't throw her overboard over the balcony. She grabbed the ankles to make sure that they kept body and the evidence yeah, on board. That would so be us. they just instinctively knew what to do. Yeah, that'd be us to be like, no, 
No, the right? body can't go missing. No, and if you look at the way that the stateroom is set up, when you first walk in, like the bed is in the way and there is like this tiny little aisleway for you to go in between like the, the foot of the bed and the dresser oh. to get over to where your balcony is. Like ship staterooms are not very large and your balcony is this like little two-seater type area mm-hmm. and he was straight fixing to just take her and toss her if he could. I think they were in a stateroom to where, like, if you were to do that, she she would have been overboard. She wouldn't have landed on anything underneath her, like any of the, like, lower staterooms. So he tried to pull her body overboard and couldn't do it because the other person saved her body, basically, from being discarded. Mm -hmm. And then... I mean, other witnesses saw Kenneth with blood all over his hands, his clothes, and there was blood spattered and pooled throughout the cabin. So the family member that ended up grabbing Kristen's ankles asked Kenneth, what happened? You know what Kenneth said? She would not stop laughing at me. Fucking toxic. Yeah, that was it. That was the last thing. So then he- Disgusting pig. And so before authorities got there, before like the crew members got there, he actually tried to throw himself overboard. And he was, and then he was restrained and had to bring back on. That would have been better for the children. Seriously. So Christy was found with a severe head wound. There was no evidence of a weapon. Like they looked everywhere all over the cabin. There was no evidence of a weapon being used because homeboy Kenneth just used his hands. (gasps) No. Yeah. Do you like bash her head into something? He, they're still trying to figure out exactly what happened. Yeah. But, um, the attack took place over a matter of minutes minutes it happened fast it involved the use of kenneth's spare hands after 20 minutes of the attack happening christy was pronounced dead at the scene on the night of july 27th of 2017 and she was 39 she's young right she's so young yeah so mama three she used to work for like a real estate agency uh the community loved her she was like highly held up in regard And like, and everything was good with the family. Like if you were to ask anybody, there were no problems. Like nobody knew of anything that was going on. So because the death occurred in U.S. waters, Mm. they weren't up to Canada yet. uh, The FBI had to board the ship. So they were closest to Juneau, Alaska. They boarded there. Um, The FBI is required to step in when, when murders and deaths like this occur in either U.S. or international waters. So FBI came on board. They interviewed over 200 witnesses, 200 witnesses. Okay. Interviewed a bunch of people, questioned them, and no one was allowed to get off the ship in Juneau. They all had to stay on board because of what was happening. So like these people who paid all the this money for this cruise like it sounds kind of weird to like look at that aspect mm-hmm. but at the same time they missed a complete like one whole day of sailing oh, to a port gosh. that they actually wanted to go to Ugh. they missed scenic cruising and they couldn't go and take the excursions that they had prepaid to go and take That's, because of yeah. this occurrence so yeah. it's hard to kind of like pull back and like well what about everybody else like yeah there's three thousand four hundred passengers total and they have to deal with this account because of what this family occurrence had happened the cruise line actually ended up giving everybody like 150 dollars like onboard credit it was like literally the least they could do literally but if but if you give but if you give over three thousand people 150 dollars like that's a lot of money coming out of that cruise line yeah going back into those pockets i know and i'm sure that their excursions all got refunded and they made it to where it was right with everybody because princess is really great about making sure that their like customer base is happy and coming back you would know it's lucrative it's a lot of money (laughs) i would know you have the inside scoop (laughs) i do 
All these people were being questioned. Kenneth was charged with murder of his wife. He's being held behind bars in Juneau, Alaska. So that he didn't even go back home. They're from Utah. He didn't even go back home to Utah. Oh he's he's kept in Juneau because of where, where the murder took place. Yeah. The trial is going on in just a few months. In May of 2019, he's going to go on trial. So this happened in 2017, and he's finally being put on trial May of 2019. Oh, my God. Bananas, right? Yeah. Okay, so... You want to know the most stupidly ironic thing that was going on at the time? Yeah. A musical Sherlock Holmes murder mystery play for the guests was occurring at the same time the real murder was taking place. No. I'm not shitting you. The captain announced over the loudspeaker for the staff and security to go to cabin D-726, and they all thought it was part of the show. No. So they show up, and they see this mess, (gasps) and they see this guy acting a fool no. and they think it's they they thought it was staged. They thought it was part of the show. Go into the crime scene. That is why there were over 200 witnesses was because people who were in the neighboring area wandered over to the oh, stateroom. My and they God. ended up becoming witnesses to this brutality that they didn't even expect that half of them thought were fake. Even when the staff showed up and saw Christie's head wound, they thought it was staged. Was she conscious then? No. Oh, my God. Isn't that a murder mystery theme party was happening at the same time a real murder was occurring on board the ship? I mean, if he had premeditated, like... Okay, so prosecutors and, you know, defendants, they're trying to figure out if this was premeditated or not. Yeah. But you know what? Even if it was, prosecutors aren't seeking the death penalty. And this boy straight up pled not guilty. Not guilty? I, yeah, this obviously POS, he didn't have a violent background. Hmm. He didn't have a criminal history, but he managed to get so blindly aggressive during a cruise that he murdered his wife. That's so nuts. Right. I'm actually really interested in seeing how this pans out. Isn't that bananas? Yes. Oh, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what information they come out with. I mean, they did the autopsy of her body, but they won't release anything. Like a lot of the information is being withheld because the trial is happening in May. We'll try and pay attention. Yes. I will keep this off to the side. I will want to do an update with this. Yeah, for sure. The Manzanares case. (gasps) Isn't that nuts? That was so good. Oh, Oh my God. So good. Oh, it was, it's, it's funny. Like researching this, this story there's so much information that they try to withhold and they yeah. don't put out in a well, lot of the articles. The, yeah, because they don't need to find anyone. No, they he's, already know he's here. Yeah. Here's the gist yeah, and that's it. cut and dry. It's just the witnesses. But so it, Believe it or not, it took me a lot of time to find out that there was a murder mystery party theme thing happening yeah, on board the ship. Yeah, so nuts with like... Yeah, because I was wondering as I was reading these articles, like, why were there 200 witnesses? Like, yeah, why would the FBI need to... tiny bedroom. And yeah, but yeah, randoms <gasps> who were like in the staterooms nearby were like, oh, I could probably get the jump on this murder mystery party if I wander over to this room. And it was like, I think it was like near the end of the ship, like near the back. Yeah. And, uh, holy shit. Yeah. People just, it was an easy way to find the room. And, and, uh, I want to say that there was even a staff member or maybe like another family member who had walked in and it's, um, reported that he just comes out of the room in his jeans and his t-shirt and he's just like covered in blood. Oh my God. And, And nobody can figure out like what happened, but there was only one major like head trauma wound. It wasn't foul play with the instrument or a tool like it besides the husband yeah it was just him but i'm true all right we'll update 
It's okay. It's kind of bananas. Yeah. All right. So my story is about Sharon Searmans. Let me just say, most of the information I got was from a show called Swipe Right for Murder. Okay. Which, why didn't we name the podcast that? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's an amazing name. That's so good. To be like, is this copyrighted? <laughs> but I feel like it would really corner us into like swiping right, not like both sides. I'm of not our... on the apps, Megan. I can't I know, exactly. do it. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, um, the other source was from her mother, who she wrote an open letter to tell her daughter's story. So oh, those but, are harsh. I know, but she was not also, harsh, but it, they're hard. They're hard to listen yeah, to. Yeah, they're read hard. And exactly. Experience. They're from her own perspective, but I had read that prior to finding this TV show, like an episode of the TV show. They both were in her words, really. Oh, okay. Sharon was 29, and she was from Ballarat, Australia. Good day, mate. Uh, yeah, that's about all I can do in that accent. No, you know what you can also do is if you say rise up lights, it sounds like razor blades in Australian. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Now you can say two things in Australian. Oh, my god! And you were there. You didn't pick anything up. Like, no accents, no nothing. Uh, no wallabies, no... No. No ruse. Nothing. Just touch <laughs> some kangaroos. It's amazing. I'll post pictures later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Sharon was the mother to a sweet boy named Aaron, who's four. And it was really sweet because her parents in the show, they were talking about how she was perfect mother. She was meant to be a mother and how she loved him so much. And Sharon and Aaron, Sharon had Aaron when she was 25 and things didn't work out with Aaron's father. They tried it for three years to make it work, but eventually they just called it quits. Uh, So Sharon kind of did everything on her own. Money was tight. So her mom would start offering for her to come over for dinner. And it became a regular thing that every night they would have family dinner so that she could save a little money. Sharon had been single for about 12 months after she had ended things with Aaron's dad. She kind of just felt like... Erin was four and she just had a little more time on her hands. So she wanted to add dating to the mix. And she went on about half a dozen dates and none of them really worked out. So she just continued going on the apps. So she met a man called Jason <laughs> one day while she was on the apps. And for those of you that are on apps, I feel like every day is a guessing game. You just like go on there and some days you meet people and some days you're not feeling it. So this particular day she met Jason. They really hit it off. She even told her mom about him. Mom, it's so sad. His fiance died in a car crash seven years ago, and he hasn't dated anyone since. Which, like... Nope. Yep. When someone comes at you with sob stories, I'm like, all right. There's a Sex in the City episode of Charlotte, who is just like... The, she's just she's trying so you. hard to get married. She's me. <laughs> <laughs> if you were single today, she'd be you. <laughs> just super nice, super just naive, like asking my like, friends for all the help. Yeah. What do I do? Well, she met a man at a funeral, like not at a funeral, but like in a in a graveyard. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, I'm just here visiting my wife. And so Charlotte was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like you're sensitive. You're here visiting your wife and you're not attached because she did. Yeah. So Charlotte goes on a couple dates with him. And he uses his wife's death as, like, the pickup line (gasps) to pick her up because he, like, invites her to, like, this wake for his wife and, like, three other women show up. And he's, like, seeing all of these women by using this sob story about how his wife passed away. So he can get laid. So I got that's I got thanks Sex in the City. I got a red flag. There you go. 
this man right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was really interesting about this episode of the show, they had a psychologist on. They talk about how, which I think it's very interesting in dating apps, that you feel comfortable quickly because you're texting and mm-hmm. you feel vulnerable. Um, so she said, with online dating, we sometimes feel it's more intimate, like a more intimate setting. So we feel compelled to share stories a lot sooner than we would if we met in person. Okay. Also, because we are telling genuine stories, we are also more compelled to believe the other person's story is truthful as well, mm-hmm. which makes total sense. That like, makes total sense. Yeah. If you're being truthful, you assume the other person's being truthful as well. So they hit it off big time. He would, so Sharon's mom says that he would send her pictures of flowers, which he, he wouldn't send her flowers. He would no, just he send her, her pictures, pictures of, flowers, of flowers, which personally I'm like, they won't die. Um, and her mom said that the only thing she showed her were the pictures, but she didn't know what he looked like, just his name. That was it. She didn't see anything else beyond the flowers and his name. So they had chatted for a while, her mom said. And after the flowers and the good vibe she felt, she decided that they should meet up. They showed a picture of Jason and no joke. He was 30 years old, but he easily could have been 47 to 55. What? Like he looked so so wrecked like he looked really awful so he said that he was 30 minute he was a 30 minute train ride away from the town that she lived in so they decided to meet at the train station she instantly had a bad feeling about him because yeah a 47 year old showed up on the date and honestly that's happened to me before and i wanted to know thank you next my way out of that as well i mean how did you like did you no like I, he just went on a nice polite dinner and like asked about his family and no. like went home. <laughs> Actually, I can tell you the story. Okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we meet up at Third Street Promenade. Okay. That's a fantastic place to yeah. meet. And he shows up on a bike with a sweaty shirt and a stain on the front. No. Looking forty-five. No. On the How app, old did he say that he was? I think thirty-five. Thirty-five or thirty-seven, something like that. And we go to this place called Barney's Beanery. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like super fun. Yeah. We meet up and I'm already like caught off guard. And he orders a bowl of chili. <laughs> <laughs> you rode your bike to order a bowl of chili on your date? Yeah. You 50 year old weirdo. So then he asks to look at my Tinder. No. And he's like, oh, you have a lot of messages and you look really young. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually 47. <gasps> And I'm like, cool. No wonder I seem so young. Ass. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I look really young. I also was like 25 at the time. And. Oh my God. To me. So I looked like 16. Dude, what? What do you, what do you think I would have done if that was me? Played nice like I did. I just would have been super nice. I would have asked if he had any kids or something. Oh my God. So he went on and on about how he had just got a divorce. Yeah. So anyways, he was 47. Okay. (laughs) Oh, and then we went, like, to a bar after, tried to kiss me, and then he went to another bar, and I walked to my car. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I got nowhere to be. Yeah. It was so weird. I got my bike. I got my ride. No thank you next. No thank you next is how I (laughs) left that situation. Poor Sharon did not feel that way. She just felt bad about the fact that he had lost his wife and, or was it his girlfriend? I think it was his girlfriend. His fiance in between her. He was a, she, he she was, was a, a salmon, salmon girl. girl. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> he was, yeah. She, they were in a salmon girl situation. Which. <laughs> we all find ourselves to be in that situation. We find ourselves to be in the in between. <laughs> More times than we care to admit. <laughs> exactly. So, um, 
she felt bad. She didn't want to, she didn't want that to happen to her. And I, I can agree with that. I wouldn't want someone to see me and then run away, mm-hmm. which, yeah. So <laughs> the basis of dating online yeah, or exactly. app dating. Exactly. You just want to be truthful. So she sees him. He has missing teeth. Like his two front teeth are missing. You know, it didn't, the way he was smiling in the photo. He had his lips closed. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it was the front teeth, but who knows? But he had his mess, his hair was a mess and he was wearing dirty clothes, hmm. which is just really yuck. She was really embarrassed to be with him in public. So her decision was to take him home because she didn't want to be seen in public with him. Oh, wow. So, which number one rule is you do not take don't the, don't take strangers, strangers home. in your car. Yeah, in your car where you guys are alone or just where are you going to put his bike? Oh, for me personally, where would I put his bike? She's like, I got an F-150. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a bike. I had a bike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he had a train. <laughs> It was interesting because during this time, um, they brought into the show a woman named Sonia. So she said that they had also started talking during this time on the dating app. From her experience, he was really nice to her on the first date. They went and had coffee, and she actually took him home as well. And I don't, I'm curious because she didn't really talk about it, but I wonder if it was his choice. Like... Oh, to, like, leave the date? Yeah, like, do you want to go back to your place to have coffee or have a drink? Do you want to, like, keep going? Mm -hmm. My place isn't near here. Like, I don't know what happened. That's the way that the mom described. I don't know if Sharon went home and said this. Well, actually, Sharon never told her mom that she took him home. She didn't tell anyone, actually. I don't know if, but Sonia had a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. She was, she just felt he was nice. She didn't mind his hair or his dirty clothes or anything. She liked him. Sharon took him home for the date and she was having such a horrible time that she actually texted a friend to call her with an emergency so that she could shish him out. I just don't know if these that still works because isn't that such a widely known thing? Like you're married. Don't you know about that? That you have a friend call and you're like, that's like a thing you say to friends, right? I only knew about it because I watched Sex in the City. So Sharon took him back to the train station after the emergency. And that's the end of the story, right? Done. Took him back to the train. Right. That was it. So after the date, she goes home to her parents to vent about what a horrible date it was. And she decides, tomorrow I'm just going to text him. No thanks. Sorry. But honestly, no sorry. Just... She's allowed to not like him. That's that's valid. That's happened to me where somebody just says, hey, I just don't feel like we really felt it. Awesome. It's totally Let's fine. Let's move past it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens all the time. During this time, he actually starts dating the other woman, Sonia. And girl, in my opinion, you deserve better. But from what she says, her only complaint was that the relationship was almost too perfect. It's like, girl, she's probably still in love with this Shut monster. Up. Uh, <laughs> which, I mean, she felt, I mean, she was crying and she was really upset that she fell for this, like, monster as well. I'll keep going so you can hear Sonia's side as well. I gotta know. Jason actually confessed to Sonia that he had been in jail prior, but she had never told Sharon. And that Sonia just kind of felt bad for him. She just felt bad for him. So mm-hmm. she was like, okay, I'm going to be understanding of this and whatever. I'm not sure what her background was that made her feel like she, you know, sometimes you feel like you're bringing baggage to a situation so your understanding of their baggage mm-hmm. maybe that was it but it's like empathy but it goes a step further because yeah. you're actually physically involving yourself in their situation rather yeah. than being like 
I kind of know what you mean. She's taken it a step further. Yeah, so she dated him. Um, so he told her that his name was Jason Godfrey, which wasn't even his real name. His name was Jason Densley. And Jason Densley's background was when he was 14, he was hooked on heroin. Cool. Why he looked 47 when he was 30. How he's not dead is beyond anybody else. For real. Um, he was living on the streets, which kind of answers why he was going home with all these women. Maybe and why he was, he was on heroin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had been arrested for petty crimes and for drug issues, and he was kicked out of school. So he never actually even finished school. Um, so it turns out his last stint in prison had only been eight months prior to meeting Sonia and Sharon, and he was out on parole. Uh, during this time, he was slowly slipping back into his old habits with drugs and drinking. And uh, So Jason and Sonia start dating during this time after it didn't work out with Sharon. So let's fast forward three months. So him and Sonia are dating for three whole months. Three months past the bad date. And on a Friday, Sharon had the day off and she went shopping and got Aaron a fun new costume and they had dinner with her parents. It was just a really solid, great day. And her parents saw her leave in her car with Aaron down the driveway and then down the street. And that was the last time they ever saw her alive. Oh, God. So the next morning... Aaron's nanny came to get him. They were the ones to find Sharon's body. They noticed the back door was open and there was blood on the kitchen floor. And Aaron came out saying, mommy won't wake up and make me breakfast. No. I know. No. I know. Sweet Aaron. Oh, that just makes my heart. I know. That's hard. Um, so Sharon's dad was actually driving down the, her neighbor, her, down the street in her neighborhood around 1 p.m. that day and discovered that there were tons of police on the street and was like, wow, that looks serious and drove home. Uh, uh, like, uh, I personally would have been like what? on the street corner being like, what's going on? What yeah. happened? Uh, just like asking tons of questions, but he didn't. So he went home and a detective was actually at his house waiting for him. While this is going on, Jason is hanging out at Sonia's house, acting super normal. And the news of Sharon was everywhere on the news because it was a really small area in Australia. The towns were very small. The topic was being the topic was being discussed constantly because it was just all over the news. So Jason was discussing it with Sonia and her family as if it was just another news story. Like, they're sitting there in the living room talking about that. So about a week later, he's at Sonia's, and I guess her entire family would play this game on their iPhone, and he wanted to be a part of it. So he brings it up to her, and he's all, man, I really wish I had an iPhone. And she remembers that because the next day, he's all, oh, it's so random. My mate has an iPhone that he doesn't want anymore, so he's going to sell it to me for $50. What? So it's like too coincidental, too weird, too like. I forgot a whole part of this. Oh, I took it out. I put it at the end. Shoot. Remember how that well, time okay, I said out loud thing I needed that happened. this? Okay. I totally missed a line, which, guys, you can just get the BTS. So <laughs> I added a part to the end of the story that should have been in the beginning. So when the whole thing happened, Aaron was the only witness. Oh. And he saw the man that hit her take her phone. So when he says this, that he all of a sudden has a mate that has a friend. Exactly. It's a little too convenient. So during this time, um, Sharon's phone had been off. So there's a feature on iPhone, which I'm not sure you. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Poor poor people that don't have iPhones don't know. (laughs) 
Um, there's a, a feature on your iPhone, any Apple product, where it's called Find My iPhone, Find My MacBook, Find Whatever. So if anything's ever stolen and on, it shows the coordinates immediately, which is really cool, right? That's awesome. Even your AirPods, which people know you freaking lose that shit all the time. <laughs> um, so they hadn't been able to track the phone, basically, because the phone had been off. All of a sudden, the next day, he asked Sonia, hey, can you take me to my friend, my mate's house? And um, I'm going to go pick up the phone, which was really crazy because she said in the story, she remembers he went around the side and then grabbed the phone and then came back out and it had a purple sparkly case. And she was like, that's weird. And her case at the time was red. So he was like, let's trade cases. And this is when she got really emotional and she was like, I realized that was Sharon's case. And Mm -hmm. it just felt so irky to her. As soon as he turned on the phone, the coordinates popped up and six to eight police officers bust in on Sonia's house and arrest him. My jaw's like literally dropped. They arrest him for for Sharon's murder. Oh my God. This is the part that I meant to tell before. Aaron was the only witness to the crime stating the man broke in, hit his mummy with a cricket bat and he hit her leg. He hit her in the leg and she screamed like an eagle and he took her phone. Oh my God. Like he woke, she woke him up because she was in so much pain. Yeah, exactly. So once, once Jason is arrested, the truth comes out about what actually happened that mm-hmm. night. It turned out he had been at his girlfriend's house and he was walking or actually let me let me go back so it had turned out that he hadn't had a girlfriend seven years ago or not a girlfriend a fiance he had, didn't have his salmon girl seven years ago <laughs> it turned out he was in prison which is why he didn't date for seven years right and he was in prison he only served seven years of his nine year sentence for raping a 52 year old woman what yeah so he was out on per- which is why he was on parole and And the night he decided to attack Sharon, he was walking from his girlfriend's house to who knows where. He was simply walking. And he passed Sharon's house. And all of a sudden, he became enraged from the memory. Like, nothing had happened during those three months from what he said, what anyone else knew. Nothing. He was just so overcome with rage. He walked back to Sonia's house to miles to her house from where he was got the cricket bat which she said she bought for him great i know so he grabs a cricket bat bat and a uh what's uh, a pocket knife that's the name for it um (laughs) and he walked two miles back so to imagine walking premeditated murder yeah but to walk to be to walk two miles and then another two miles and still be as enraged as you were when you felt that memory. Yeah. Like that's another level of just crazy insanity. Insanity. So he used the pocket knife to get in through the window and he was confronted by her. She heard him immediately and he just immediately started hitting her with the cricket bat. She started screaming, which is when Jason, or I'm sorry, this is when Aaron woke up and he stayed in his room. Jason tried to rape her, but he couldn't get erect, which made him more enraged. So they don't believe that his intent was to murder her when he got in the house. They think that by him not being able to get hard and rape her it he felt like his reasoning for going in there i'm not sure he didn't really confess much more he got so angry that he just like killed her with the bat so the forensic pathologists 
the forensic pathologist said she was struck in the head, arms, and legs, ferociously attacked. Um, Aaron stayed in his room and his grandparents assured him he made the right decision because they believe that saved his life. I don't think they he knew that the son was there. Um, I don't, his, the son wasn't there when he was there originally. Oh, okay. So I don't know how much she told about their situation, but I think that he wasn't aware that Aaron was home. Jason was sentenced to only 32 years, and that would make him 62 by the time he's out, not to mention, I believe that he can't get parole. I think he has to serve all 32 years. Okay. Everyone sucks. But that was the story of Sharon Searman. That, that's, I feel like our stories did have a lot of parallels. They did. Which was cool. Interesting. Right? Not I cool. like it. No, no. It's, interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> Since neither one of us knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't what know. We, we were talking about. Blind. We didn't know. No. We didn't want, we wanted to be original audiences that right? wanted to hear the story for the first time. Original feelings. Yes. Original emotions. Original scripted. shocks. Yes. So, dude, so we did it. So, a story about a chick going on a date and a story yeah. about a madman going yeah. nutso on his wife on a cruise ship celebrating their anniversary. Both ended sadly. Both. Both are, are such bummers. Lessons learned. Hopefully, we just start seeing some red flags. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. our listeners will start seeing some things about. I saw this uh, meme today. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was wearing a bunch of red flags around his neck. <laughs> And he's all, look, I made a scarf out of all the red flags you've given me. <laughs> I need to find that so I can post it on the Instagram. Oh my gosh, please do. <sighs> all right, guys. So follow us on Instagram at no thank you next podcast. And I was thinking it'd be fun to do a poll every week to see if you'd rather be single or married for absolutely. that week's episode. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be so fun. Let's do it. All right, we're going to do that. So go and take the poll. Follow us on Instagram. Email us if you have any stories at nothinkyounextpodcast at gmail.com. Follow Just us on Instagram. Subscribe. Subscribe on any of the platforms that you can. Save us on, I think it's on Spotify. But save us, subscribe, rate, and review if you can on the platform that you are listening to us on. It really helps because then we get up there in the charts. And... Come back next week. Absolutely. We'll be back with another horrible story. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What is it? Is it cut? Scissors? Cut? What's it? Pointing down. It out. Thumb. Cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Let's do it. Actually, do you know that Dane Cook joke when they're like talking about when there's a car accident and he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's like talking about the stupid car. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, that's a different one. The car alarm. Okay. Do you know the joke about when, um, He's talking about, I was in the kitchen washing a dish. Were you, yes. Did you hear the accident? And they're like outside shivering. Shoes. Forget shoes. Fuck shoes. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that part. But they're just out there shivering, even though yes. it's not even cold. But like, I was that's... watching a dish. He was in his living room. <laughs> and how... you, you don't even have any shoes on. <laughs> yeah. That would be me at the scene of the crime. <laughs> I was in my kitchen washing a dish. I heard it. I came out. <laughs> 
<laughs> it really does. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> when you think of it as razor blades, it really you does. You immediately yeah. like, rise up lights. <laughs> Just your hobby. Like, I don't know. Like... You want to tell me more about dating apps. You want to attract the people that you're trying to attract. <laughs> no, totally. So, um, I assume. <laughs> oh, weird. Guys, go on the dating apps. You can find Rachel. I know, right? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm under Mama Bear. <laughs> oh, God. Um, she doesn't know how they work. No, I really don't. People. I can't. <laughs> and you don't have a username. It's not username. <laughs> See, Mike, everything's good. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, and I even wrote anyway. <laughs> I knew this would go off on a tangent after that. <laughs> oh, I just breathed into so Bloopers. <laughs> you can't pick your own bloopers. It's not how bloopers work.